They were formed at the London School of Music in We are live, JW Megawake Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight, you're in for a special Tiki Desk peanut butter and jelly sandwich treat. Gonna have a surprise kombucha guest on the show in a little bit. We have some exciting events coming up, getting geared up for the comedy battle after the show. Uh, we got Alvy and the Breakfast Pigs and the Treasures and Jack Lillian tonight at the Milk Bar. You'll see me there. I'll be crowd surfing in the front, throwing candies at the bands. It'll be great. Sweeten up your evening. Is that a band shell this week? Wow, what a blast. What a perfect week to be outside and some live tunes. Knockout last night. Great. Lunchbox today with uh, Rose Hayes on the harp. Kombucha in the box. And we are just getting pumped up for an exciting weekend. Sunk Lightning, that is my Candyman theme. Sunk, Sunk Lightning. Sunk Lightning. Sunk is a local duo band here in San Francisco. Get enough of this song. All right. I'll be in the breakfast pigs coming your way. Be new radio FM.
tonight. Milk Bar. See you there. Along with here, Jack Lillian.
First Friday.
This mild universe. Got some good local tunes coming up for you here. Someone calling someone or something. I can see turning out of that black hole two luminous disks. The eyes, it might be a face, might be almost But heavens. Something wriggling out of the shadow like a gray snake. Now it's another one, another one, another one. They look like tentacles to me. I can see the thing's body now. It's large. Large as a bear.
Violent Vicky. Milk Bar Tonight. Scary Scare. Live. Mutant Radio FM. Scary Scare, we're going to slow down a little analog dog. Thank you. 
magical analog dog flown through the mutiny radio airwaves.
That is Space Rock. Mitch Rocket.
was the magical Rose Hayes. Just saw her play harp on uh, the Salesforce Park moments ago. Tune in for Tiki Desk Concert. We'll play back next week. Comedy, Tiki Desk, Peanut Butter and Jelly Sandwich coming your way. Getting geared up for Milk Bar.
That is the Lucy's 69 through live. 69. Tiki concert underway. Gumby's junk in the airwaves.
who's ready for the Tiki Desk. Here, coming right up. There's some cool jazz. Live Tiki Desk concert coming your way. We got a comedy battle after the show. And everyone's going to Milk Bar afterwards for Alvy and the Breakfast Pigs, Treasures, and a Jack Lillian. I've ever seen live. Everyone's weekend started out over there, huh? Five o'clock somewhere. Close enough. Thank you. 
like a carpet probably costs like ten thousand dollars a month, right? <laughs> There's no way that you have a porch to yourself. Like you could live on that porch. That could be someone's apartment. <laughs> That's a good. That alone is a good apartment. Anyways, um, I'm doing well. Are you guys excited to have a good night? Are you guys drinking? Make some noise if you're drinking. <laughs> Sparkling bubbling. What is the what is the vibe in here? Like, are, how many people are smoking weed right yeah. now? Yeah, a couple people. Okay, no. for sure. Anybody else on any other drugs? Any mushrooms or like ecstasy? Nobody's on ecstasy. I would notice. Codeine. Are you on ecstasy? No. Okay. You're on, you're on codeine. What are you? Uh, rapper from 2003. That's very odd. <laughs> are you on, are you sick or do you just like are you sick or are you sick? You know like <laughs> you're coding? That's crazy. Uh, do you have any extra? I've never done coding before. I feel like that's it's just like alcohol, right? Basically? No? Alright. It's okay. It's better. That's the words of an addict. Uh, Crazy. This is good. I like you guys. This is a good crowd. Uh, I've been drinking. You guys ever drink so much? Make some noise if you drink so much that you black out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> have you guys ever? Those of you who answered yes, have you ever drank so much that you blacked out, and then when you blacked in, you were uh, like somewhere you didn't recognize? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A couple times, right? So have you guys ever drank so much that you blacked out, and then when you blacked in, you were? Doing stand-up comedy in some ha some guy's house, and, and he was looking at you and like. For those of you who don't know, JW is just holding a light. That light, you just stand up there like this. You don't need you don't need to do that. Like I appreciate you, but like you're gonna get really tired, bro. You're gonna sit like this for a long period of time. I need to get some duct tape for this thing. It'll be fine, dude. Nobody does. They don't need to see me. <laughs> It's not the show, you know? Uh, it's not that kind of show, guys. Uh, hell yeah. Well, um, this is a really cool crowd. I like this. You guys are good. I wish I, um, I wish I was filming this. But uh, I, I want to tell some like some weird jokes, if that's okay. Because you guys seem like the kind of people who would be responsive to that. Uh, I'm going to tell three weird jokes. And then I'll do regular jokes after that. Uh, so the first weird joke. Did you guys know that the first living thing in space was a dog. Like yes. the feet, right? The Russians, when they were testing their space program, they sent a dog into space. And that would have been a crazy thing to see if you were an alien, right? Just to see a dog in a rocket ship. You'd have been like, oh my god, this dog built a spaceship? That's crazy. You know? What a good boy. Um, <laughs> And then about a year later, the Americans, when they were testing their space program, sent a monkey up in a spaceship. And they actually were able to bring that monkey back down to Earth, and then they released it into the wild after it had gone to space. And I feel like there's no way that that monkey was able to successfully reintegrate himself into monkey society after seeing the shit that he'd seen, you know? <laughs> Just like all of his friends were like, shut up, Peter, you didn't go to space, man. Like, stop talking about that, you know? Right. That was weird joke number one. Uh, so like maybe a six out of ten? I don't know. Like, medium. Weird joke number two. Uh, I'm a big fan of mountaineering. Uh, but recently, I don't know if you know this, a blind man recently climbed Mount Everest. Isn't that crazy? Blind guy made it all the way to the top. A little much, I think, but you know, still impressive. I just feel like if I was a blind guy and I climbed Mount Everest, there'd be a small part of me that was like. I wonder if I actually climbed Mount Everest. 
I wonder if those Himalayans were fucking with me. <laughs> you could have just been on a Stairmaster in a refrigerator. You know what I mean? Like, Can you imagine if you trained your whole life to climb Mount Everest and you got there and there was a blind guy sitting on top? Like how disrespectful that would be. You just go there like, hey man, like you are lost. Jeez, I don't even know how to help you. Alright, weird joke number two. Weird joke number three, last weird joke. Uh, did you guys know, well, we'll put it this way. There's a lot of people, how do you guys feel about Joe Rogan getting taken off Spotify? Clap if you're in favor of taking Joe Rogan off Spotify. Oh, okay, alright. Usually San Francisco crowds are like, very, okay, cool, I'm with you guys. I think that, it, you know, whatever, free speech or whatnot. But some people want to take Joe Rogan off Spotify, right? And I do think... If you, they are going to do that, there's one person they should take off Spotify before Joe Rogan. He's a musician, I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Charles Manson. <laughs> Charles Manson has three albums of music on Spotify right now. And they're all readily available. You can look it up on your phone. They're all on Spotify. The music is pretty good, you know? It's, it's not bad, you know? I listened to it. It's good enough that I put it on my girlfriend's hiking playlist and she didn't recognize that it was Charles Manson. So it's, it's decent music, you know what I mean? I I just feel like Charles Manson, he has 400,000 followers on Spotify, and I just don't think we should give him a platform to get more followers, you know what I mean? Like, how did that go the last time? Uh, I don't know. Okay, regular jokes from here on out. Um, going through a breakup? <laughs> Bummer. Fucking with her playlist, man. I know. Because of that, she's like, you put a serial killer on my no, it's a bummer because she was really good in bed, you know, or um, at least that's what everybody told me. You know? oh. <laughs> <laughs> a little shot. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. She's imaginary. But the, I feel like the real reason that we are breaking up is because her parents didn't like me. Um, like, uh, her parents are from India. They're very traditional. And they wanted her to date someone who wasn't, like, you know, yeah, an alcoholic. And so, <laughs> They were like, stay away from our daughter. And I was like, who's going to drive me home then? You know? <laughs> She's my ride. Uh, <laughs> when we broke up, she told me that I'd been going down on her wrong for the last two years. Which is a crazy amount of time to wait to tell someone that. You know? <laughs> like, if you, if somebody went down on me wrong, if you, like, if you went down on me and started sucking the wrong thing, <laughs> I'm going to let you know pretty much immediately. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, where are you going, Captain? It's the wrong thing. Unless it feels good. And then I'll just be like, all right, well, I guess that's what we're doing. Um, no, but I'm trying to get back in shape uh, post-breakup. I've been going to the gym. Uh, I like to take Viagra when I go to the gym. Let people know I mean business, you know what I mean? It keeps people away from my weights, you know? Nobody wants to share a rack with a guy who's been torqued for two hours. No, I'm kidding, I don't work out. I just walk around the locker room and make eye contact with people. What I'm trying to tell you is that I am banned from 24-hour fitness. And that's hard to do, you know? They let homeless people in there, so that is difficult. That's earned, not given, you know? Uh, you guys are cool. I like this. Uh, I am, uh, I'll, let you, I'll open up to you a little bit. I'm actually a bipolar. Yeah? So you guys better laugh at these jokes, you know? <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen, right? Because they're not safe. Uh, oh, I just swallowed my gum. <laughs> Occupational hazard. Uh, I am bipolar though, I take pills for it. Uh, I keep them in my car, and the other day someone broke into my car and stole my pills. I think because they thought they were opiates, you know, they were trying to get high. 
which is ironic because they probably just became mentally stable. <laughs> I told the cops to look for someone who'd recently made a breakthrough, you know? Like a homeless guy with a job application. So. After about a week of the guy, a week after he stole my pills, the guy actually put them back in my car with a note that just said, worst drugs ever. All they did was make my dick stop working. <laughs> It is true. Psych meds do make your dick stop working, so I want all the women in the crowd to know that I don't take my meds, so... That's... <laughs> all right. <laughs> you too, JW. Uh... <laughs> He's an artist. Uh... I've been 5150. Do you guys know what that is? Clap if you know what you're getting 5150. <laughs> this is the crowd that would know. <laughs> This feels like a 5150 heavy crowd. You know? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, uh, 52.50. It's not a contest, bro. Right? <laughs> Just fucking Asian adding numbers onto this. <laughs> Get out of here. What does that even mean? 52.50. Is that voluntary? No, it's an actual week in the hospital. Oh, I mean, you got 5150 in the psych ward. That's crazy. For sure. Yeah, Hell yeah. For those of you who don't know, it's when you get taken to the psych ward against your will. Yeah. So, not as cool as it sounds, you know? It's, uh, it's only like if you shave your head. <laughs> That's not only the thing, you know, you're in the right area. <laughs> 5150, though, not as cool as it sounds. Like, they told me I was getting 5150, and I was like, what is that, 5150? Is that like a big airplane? You're gonna tell me it's an airplane, you know? You bastards. And then they dragged me out, and I was like, everyone in this Panera is a fascist! <laughs> I got 51 because I got, I was having a manic episode. And uh, it's weird being in the psych ward for a manic episode because most of the people in the psych ward are very depressed, or they're going through withdrawals from drugs. So it's a very low energy crowd, right? And I came in like, we have so much potential! I'm a god! You know? I think this guy's in the wrong place. You know? He's got very high self-esteem. Uh, I got in trouble while I was in the psych ward because I was messing with, there's like undergraduate med students that, uh, that's so distracting. It's okay though. It's uh, your house. Uh, I, it's like he has a strobe light in his room and you just think this is regular. That's good. Appreciate that. Okay, there we go. Just right. Um, while well, I was in the psych ward, there's like undergraduate med students who were there as part of their education. And I would mess with those kids a little bit. Like they would come through and I'd be like, oh, what are you guys in for? And they go, oh, no, 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 we're training to be doctors. We're not mentally ill. We're going to leave in the afternoon. And I go, yeah, that's what they told me, too. Have <laughs> you seen Shutter Island? <laughs> you're going to be here forever, you know? And your wife is dead. So it's only funny if you've seen Shutter Island. So. Spoiler alert. Uh, hell yeah. Well, good. Um, this is fun. I'm enjoying this. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? <laughs> was that me or you? That was you? Yeah. Okay. All right. Are you guys dating? Are you guys on uh, dating apps? Make some noise if you're on a dating app. Facebook. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Facebook Marketplace selling your dick? It's like $14. Take it or leave it. Some guy's trying to haggle with you. <laughs> None of you guys, you guys are all liars. I know that all of you guys are Yeah, I know, Rachel. 
Nobody wants to admit it. For real, none of you guys are on dating apps. Used to be. Used to be. I know, I know, Jesus. My match is Okay, I'm on a dating app. JW. JW's on the league. Which one is that? out here fucking venture capitalists. I want that for you so bad, my man. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm on Tinder. You guys, uh, you guys are smart not to be on Tinder. It's just, it's a dangerous place. Uh, I'm actually getting blackmailed by someone I matched with on Tinder. Oh, this is this is actually happening to me this week. I'm getting blackmailed. What happened was, well, we should say like, uh, there's a man in Morocco who has a picture of my dick. <laughs> I don't know how he got it, but uh, <laughs> he's threatening to send it to all of my Facebook friends unless I pay him a bunch of money. So watch out, JW, because I don't have that much money. <laughs> what happened was, is there was a, um, a match with this girl, or I thought it was a girl, but it was a man in Morocco, and we were like, you know, we were talking, and uh, you ever meet someone and just be like, you get me, you know? Like, just click with someone immediately. That's how it was with me and Ayub, and... <laughs> <laughs> like, we were zinging and zanging, you know? He was into all the stuff that I was into, and then uh, eventually, we started sexting, as you do, and I sent him a picture of my dick. I still thought it was a woman at this point, not that there's anything wrong with, you know, but as soon as I sent him a picture of my dick, he was like, gotcha, bitch. Like, <laughs> Give me $1,500, or this is going to all of your friends on Facebook. And I was like, sir, I'm a stand-up comedian. My dignity isn't worth $1,500. I do shows for drink tickets. Like, you know, I'm going to pay you $1,500 not to play a prank on all of my friends? That sounds hilarious, dude. Let's see how many you can get through. You know? That made him angry, but I actually, to be honest, didn't want my grandma to see my dick, so I was like, listen, dude. The hell? Uh, yeah, you guys walked in at a weird time. <laughs> it's a, there's a whole, like, first half of this story that you just missed, so you're along for the ride at this point. I, uh, I was like, listen, dude, I'm not going to pay you $1,500. So I'll give you $20. <laughs> and he's, we started negotiating. He's like, 500 and I was like, 400 Whatnot. And then eventually I was like, you know what, man? Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm not going to pay you. So I, I just typed it out. I was like, fuck you. And then I sent him another picture of my dick, you know? <laughs> just leaned into it. I was like, how much is a plane ticket, daddy? I'll fly to Morocco. It's 2021. He's like, stop sending me pictures of your dick. And I was like, I'm not going to stop 10 cents spending. But <laughs> I fucked that up. That's okay, though. I have more jokes. Basically, the end of that joke is I'm not going to stop sending you pictures of my dick until you give me $1,500. <laughs> it would have been funnier if I said it the first time. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, I've got, is that two minutes or one minute? Two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> it's, it's a low-key show. You know, I can just ask the guy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, what, do I wanna, what do I want to do for two minutes at the end? I, uh, Ooh, I have a joke that I want to do, but it could backfire. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, is anybody in here uh, like a gun person? Like, does anybody in here 
like guns? Oh, sure. For sure, hell yeah. Not who I would have expected to raise their hand. You look like you live in Berkeley, but like, <laughs> that's cool. What kind of gun do you have? Oh, I don't have a gun. You don't have a gun. You just are in favor like of guns. Okay, that's about yeah. as good. I like to shoot guns. You like to shoot guns yeah. at people, or is it like targets? <laughs> <laughs> targets. Like but people? Okay. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's cool. Adult-shaped You're only shooting an adult? That's funny to like make a distinction. Like, like I'm only killing adults. Above 18 targets. Yeah, okay, for sure. No, I get it. Yeah. Okay, for sure. Just men? No. Okay. I, uh, my dad's a big gun guy. My dad is from West Virginia. He's a big gun guy. Yeah. And, uh... He likes to talk about it this time, because I'm, I'm not really a gun person, so we argue about it sometimes. And he likes to talk about this time that a guy went into a church in Texas and tried to shoot it up. And then within six seconds, a volunteer security guard shot him before he could shoot up the church. My dad thinks that that's an example of like why guns are making people safer. <laughs> and I was like, okay, sure, that guy's a hero, but also, Six seconds? He was a little too ready, you know? <laughs> like, I didn't realize John Wick was working volunteer security at a church in the middle of Texas, you know what I mean? And he was a hundred yards away from the guy who came into the church. And he was interviewed later, he shot the guy in the head. He was like, the reason I shot him in the head was because the rest of his body was blocked by civilians. <laughs> Which means that at a hundred yards, with six seconds to aim, this guy still took the shot, right? And he went on TV, and he was like, this is why we need more guns in America. I was like, dude, you just hit a half-court shot. Like, you, you're not, like, you got lucky, you know? I just feel bad for all of the people in his church who have to come back to church the next day, like, the next week, with, like, like you know, Volunteer McGee with his hand twitching at the front. <laughs> just been vindicated. <laughs> like, nobody wants to drop a Bible because he might just fucking pull on him, you know? <laughs> You go to like uh, like game night, they're playing like Jenga. <laughs> like they're worried about hitting the thing. Anyways, um, you know, have you guys seen the movie Benjamin Button? Mm -hmm. yes. Do you guys think it's weird that Benjamin Button essentially slowly convinced his wife to become a pedophile? My name is Jack Ferguson. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Time for Jack Ferguson. Wow. Yeah. Did you really get in the car on the way over here? I did. Wow, so that really happened. It was pretty startled, yeah. Yeah. I was actually shocked you didn't I don't know, improvising. Yeah, I hit it. Cool, we got a um, exciting items right now. We have the honeys getting set up here. Play little local tunes. Little frogs. Yeah, 
Concerts coming back in with a duo, the Honeys, who are about to come and play a little ukulele mashup. Getting geared up for the comedy battle here. Playing back last week's Tiki Desk concert. We are is this underway. It is okay. No, just go like that. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I'm just going to illuminate your midriffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, so that's just going to give it. Yeah, so it's going to give you a little bit, but not too much. Oh, so it's good, right? Yeah, it's going to give it like this natural reverb. Yeah. Hi, guys. We're in the honey. The honey's. We've got a few covers to play for you. Uh, feel free to sing along. Give it a clap, you know. Do whatever. <laughs> um, so the first one is Riptide by Oh, I love that song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's amazing. Don't she? Two more. Okay, this next one is called Dance Monkey by Clones and Ame. Take your hand, my dear, and place the 
All right, one more time for the honeys. Inside. I'm glad we made that decision to uh, to bring it inside. It was a little cold. I think my fingers would be freezing if I was out there. <laughs> All right. So um, up next, we got another comedian for him. Please welcome to stage Denise Lee. Because this attire was not suited for Alabama. <laughs> not wearing a bra. So <laughs> that would have been bad. I uh, know, but it's going to be here. So, my name's Denise. A little bit about me uh, I'm actually an immigrant to the Bay Area. So, I was born and raised in a third world country, Texas. <laughs> so, uh, it's good to be here. No, I'm kidding. So my parents are actually immigrants to America. So my parents are Chinese Buddhist immigrants. So you can tell by looking at me that I'm a disappointment to them. <laughs> okay. They came here with an American dream and they're like, this is too much dreaming. Put the microphone down. Go save some lives. Like this shirt is a dishonor to them. <laughs> like uh, I was home last week and uh, my at one point like my mom pointed to the Buddha statue in our house and she was like, it's disrespectful to Buddha to show all that skin. <laughs> and I pointed to the Buddha statue and I was like, Buddha is naked here. <laughs> I was like, I can see his nipples. <laughs> he's always naked, and even when he's wearing a robe, he usually has like a nip slip tease going on, you know? So I think we both like Forever 21 is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but my mom is trying to get to know me a little bit more, so when I was home, I took her to one of my comedy shows. That was a giant mistake. <laughs> I, like the comics that night told the nastiest, like dirtiest jokes I'd ever heard. Right, and like my religious, traditional mom just love that shit. <laughs> Turns out she's super chill with jokes about butts and buttholes and dicks. Because <laughs> she don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> her English is not that good. They did not teach her that in her English classes. She just kind of laughed when everyone else laughed, right? Like someone made a joke about bukkakis, and she was like, oh, bukkakis, that's like a Korean dish, isn't it? <laughs> it was like relatable, and I was like, hmm. Well, it can be pretty diverse, I suppose. <laughs> a little salty for my taste. Uh, but, but it did get a little awkward. Like, at one point, she, like, leaned over during, like, a joke about, like, sex and orgasms. And she was just like, what is orgasm? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know what that was, but that was pretty much what was happening inside me. <laughs> I was like, an orgasm? Uh, I was like, I don't actually know what that is. <laughs> like, haven't had much experience there so uh let you know if that ever happens uh, but no i am i am trying to uh date more this year i think one of the problems i have with dating is that i'm very bad at flirting yeah denise And so I'm trying to improve now, trying to be more gender neutral, you know? So Tiki I've been going to meetings here. now, and I'm just Beauty like, radio. what's up, assholes? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has one, okay? <laughs> it's the most gender neutral term of all. Because <laughs> I follow HR rules very seriously. <laughs> 
Uh, but uh, because I haven't brought home like a boyfriend or anything to meet my mom, like she's starting to think I'm a little bit of a lesbian, right? Yeah. And it's true, like I have been hiding my sexual identity from her, but I'm just not sure how she would react if I actually came out to her as a hoe. <laughs> Unfortunately not a lesbian. <laughs> Just a traditional hoe making my way down the Bay Area Peninsula. <laughs> all the Cal train stations. <laughs> Sunnyvale, San Bruno, San Jose. This is not the local this is not the express train. Okay, this is the local one. <laughs> so I made that joke at another show and someone came up to me afterwards to share feedback. Uh, obviously it was a white man. <laughs> <laughs> so this white dude comes up to me, right, and he's like, just so you know, you don't look like a hoe. Which is pretty much just like a nice way of saying, you don't look like you get laid. <laughs> I was so offended by this. <laughs> Correct statement. <laughs> like me saying I hoe around is kind of the same way I tell my dentist I floss every night. <laughs> it's very aspirational. And no one really knows what's going on. No one really knows the truth until like I open wide, show what I got, and like everyone looking inside is just like, she doesn't do this often, does she? <laughs> she does not. Uh, but I'll leave you guys with a little bit of good news. So I know I'm a little late to the game, but I just got my third and final vaccination shot. Thank you for HPV. <laughs> I didn't really care about it at first, but I became extremely pro-HPV vaccine when my doctor was like, it's free and I love free okay like I've never really understood anti-vaxxers right because like if something is free I don't actually care what it does right like I'm just here trying to get a good deal of paying zero dollars like I just figure I put so much crap into my body every day right like there's no vaccine out there that's gonna be as toxic as some of the trash people who have been inside of me before <laughs> okay I'm Denise thank you guys so much
I, I have no idea what I'm going to play, by the way. By the way, no fucking clue what I'm going to do. How is everyone? Alright. GW, why did this stop working? You just pop there? I don't know. Oh, there we go. I came back. I came back. Hi, I'm the accordion guy, everybody. Can we hear this okay? Uh, I don't actually have talent, I just play other people's songs. So, everybody here, the Honey and Seattle has that kind of songs. So, I'm just gonna play some fucking cover songs for you guys, because I, I can't remember. Because I can't think of what else to do, really, honestly, is there anyone? Uh, who here has seen uh, Pink Floyd The Wall? Have you seen that one? Yeah. yeah. It's very like a song that I'm feeling today because uh, it's about like being on drugs and then not being on drugs, you know? Uh, but anyway, who, who, who knows what major and minor is, right? Anybody? Minor sounds sad, major sounds happy. So whenever it sounds minor, the guy in this song is not high. And then whenever it sounds happy, the guy's high, okay? Here we go.
<laughs> is that an original? Um, sure. Okay. Uh, how are we all doing out there? Are we all are we drinking something? I like to do female artists because big ups for females. Uh, that same, so I like to sing songs in a female timbre myself. Without a patter. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government, and it's personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? 
Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> I was just leaving the theater. <laughs> 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. Oh, right. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am Hannibal Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers get it on amazon hey mutineers stolowitz here have you ever listened to labor and love on saturday mornings 10 to noon with bill morgan it's a really excellent show one of my favorites here at the station and it's all about service it might be the devil it might be the lord but we got to serve somebody and bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people i know and it's one of the reasons i love to listen to him he breaks down socialism democracy protest history workers news and the power of unions along with that he serves up an excellent mix of jazz latin gospel hip-hop and traditional folk ballads great stuff check it out labor and love is every saturday 10 a.m to 12 p.m serve somebody Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 
1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff talk to under go to skinonskins.com that's s-k-i-n-o-n-s-k-i-n-s.com you just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather go see under everything is handcrafted and understated quality fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs he also does fixes maybe you love that jacket he'll put the zipper back in Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. Volunteer for the San Francisco Food Bank. The San Francisco Food Bank release on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year enough for 93.000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer. Again, www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer to find out how you can help.